Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. A big news day. A cowboy is out for the season and set to be replaced by someone who's never played first grade. Robbie Farrow joins the Rabbitohs. Kevin Walters is in the co-host chair and Eddie Hayson's extraordinary press conference will sort through the wreckage and play the most noteworthy parts. To the rush uh, hour. Apologies right off the top to our Brisbane audience because we ta- now have a very Sydney show today. You've got a press conference held by a brothel-owning gambler holding a city basically uh, in the palm of his hand. That's very Sydney. The Harbour Bridge is stuffed, uh, and, and uh, hopefully everyone there is okay. That's the main thing with that bus fire. And the third thing, Kevy. I have to apologise. I'm drinking from a mason jar like a Sydney hipster wanker because it's the only <laughs> thing left in the cupboard. Hello to you. Hello, Dan. How are you going, mate? Look, everything's great uh, at the moment. We've got the footy finals on. Of course, two big games over the weekend, uh, which will be fantastic viewing. Um, yeah. Down to the pointy end of the season now, and only the, the great survive from here, mate. What is going to be the better spectacle? North Queensland, Brisbane, with all that history or what could be one of the great shootouts between Canberra and Penrith? Well, I, I can't separate. Of course, Canberra, Penrith, I remember playing in some of those games in, in the early 90s. They were classic games, a couple of green finals there as well, one win to either club. And then Brisbane and, and the Cowboys have formed their own sort of duel, haven't they, over mm. the past couple of seasons, ever since the Cowboys came into the competition. But last year's epic grand final where the Cowboys snuck home by a point still sits you know, at the most of... Uh, of Brisbane fans, anyway, I'm not sure about the Cowboys fans, but Broncos fans looking for a bit of revenge, I would have thought. Here's a little quirky thing. This is, of their last eight finals, the fifth time the Broncos are playing the Cowboys, so they must be sick of the sight of the Cowboys. And Penrith, this is their 23rd final in their history, eight of them are against Canberra. So more than (laughs) one-third of all Penrith's finals are against the Raiders, and for the Raiders, their most common opponent is Penrith. So there's a couple of pointless stats. Let me get to some news here, uh, Kev. Uh, Ethan Lowe is gone. He's out for the season. That's a big blow to to begin with. And it appears James Hooper on Fox has just reported that Kalen Ponga is going to replace Antonio Winterstein. Kalen Ponga has not played a single first grade game. It's an extraordinary debut if if that story's on the money. Yeah, I can't recall a player having such uh, a debut to to come forward to and march to. But um, look, the Cowboys... Part of their success over the last two or two and a half years has been they've been able to keep the same football team on the field every week. And that's not the case on the weekend. I know um, Kane Lynette is a big loss for the Cowboys. Of course, he, he won't be playing with that hamstring injury. And now it looks like Witterstein is out as well with those ribs. So, you know, they're two uh, very important. I mean, every position is important, but particularly defensively. Mm. They're, they're key positions that they play. So no doubt that's a bit of an advantage to the Broncos, but no James Roberts either for the Broncos. So that may balance thing, the equation out. It's going to be a terrific match regardless, Dan. Some good young players coming in there. We'll see. We've heard a lot about Ponga uh, here. Of course, he went to school in Brisbane here at private school playing rugby, and then the Cowboys sort of snatched him from about five or six clubs who were chasing him. So uh, watched him play a bit this year in the 20s. He's a very exciting young player, but gee, coming onto that wing on that, uh, that'll be their right hand, uh, left-hand side, Ooh, up against Milford Hunt, big shoes to fill. Okay, here's a quiz question. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, Just don't answer it yet. Who was the last NRL player to make his debut in a final? I'll give you one hint. It was six years ago. Don't answer it. 
I'm going to take some time. My mind takes a little bit to you get into got, this thing, Dan. You got a song here. Let's play the song. No no texting no. people, no Googling. No, it's the Rush okay. Hour here on Triple M. We'll get to the Eddie Hayson press conference in about half an hour. We'll talk uh, some league news. Robbie Farah has signed with the Bunnies. And also some more news. The Raiders It's going from bad to worse with injuries. Rush Hour, Triple M. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Triple M Rush Hour for our Sydney audience. All northbound lanes heading out of the city are blocked on the Harbour Bridge as well as two city-bound lanes after a bus caught fire. Two people treated for smoke inhalation, 12 others on the bus and they are okay. Massive delays and you're if, 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 you, if you probably don't have a choice by now. If you're listening to this show, it means you're stuck in it. But if you do have a choice... Take the train or the ferry. So that and that doesn't sound like it's going to clear up any time soon. And as anyone in Sydney knows, once the harbour harbour bridge goes and all the other surrounding areas get affected as well. Uh, Kevy, the quiz question: Who was the last player? Now I gave you some clues in the in the ad in the song. You can't complain. No. <laughs> but I know you're in France. I, I yeah. said hyphenated name, uh, a, a well enough known player, but didn't become a superstar. And it was in 2010. Right, I got no idea, Dan. Honestly, I, ben I'm thinking Murdoch Masilla. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Or Masala for the for the Tigers in that epic game, which you probably wouldn't have seen. That one of the greatest finals ever against the Roosters at the Footy Stadium, which was won after in Golden Point with an intercept try. One yeah. of the Braith and Astor kicked a field goal from forty meters out on an angle. One of the great games. Yeah, I watched that game from France, but I couldn't understand it because of the language barrier, <laughs> mate. So. I wonder yeah. what Ben Murdoch Masilla is in French. Uh, <laughs> big news today um, is Robbie Farah finally signed with South Sydney. Now it's interesting that this eleven days after he was released from the Tigers, or at least the intention to release was announced, it took eleven days for this to get done. I'd love to know what the issue was, but most importantly, he's there. It's a two-year deal. Cam McInnes has been released. He goes to the Dragons. Uh, this is an origin hooker we're talking about here, Kev. So do you think this is a massive up, upside for South Sydney? I think it certainly is. Yeah, definitely. I think his experience um, around the middle of the field, I mean, he's played some football already with, with with their halves. He's played a bit of football with Greg Inglis at international level. So, And to me, I think he's gone to a, like a strong club with a really strong coach there in, in Maguire. So they would have had some good conversations before the signature you know, of him was on paper, and I'm sure they got a, a very already a very strong working relationship, and I think it's a, it's a great move by South. Uh, can only be positive from my point of view. So their spine, if if you like using that term, will now look like this: Walker or in, sorry, Inglis at the back, Walker, great season, uh, Adam Reynolds, and Robbie Farah. Now, that's up there. Oh, it certainly is, and we all know how important that is in the modern game. The other thing um, that that he brings to the team, uh, Farrow, you know, I guess um, some of the information I was getting from the Tigers was that that um, Taylor just wanted him to pass the ball all day to his halves and let them run the show. Well, you know, in fairness to Robbie Farrow, he's a much better player than than that. You need your hookers coming out and probing, you know, and, yeah. and using their. Similar to, he's a very similar player to Cameron Smith, Robbie Farrer is, so it's a huge advantage. His kicking game, all those things come into play in a, in a structured side. Look, I, I think it's a masterstroke for yeah. the South, and they would have picked him up for, for next Cheap. to nothing. Absolutely, um, and that was the knock on McInnes, that he didn't do enough probing. Now, the, let's move South aside. Let's get to these teams in the finals. Uh, we spoke about Anthony Antonio Winderstein out for the Cowboys. What about Ethan Lowe? He's gone now for the season 
he's got to be one of the more underrated players in the game. Well, he is. I obviously did a lot of work with uh, on his stats and the like when the, with the Queensland team. He was very close to getting an origin. He came in as the 18th man this year, and um, obviously we got some, some good uh, forwards, some elder forwards there, and I, I was looking at him, you know, for a future. Uh, I think he's got origin written all over him, and this is a, a major setback for the Cowboys uh, for tomorrow night. So much of their right-side attack, you know, revolves around him. I think through the origin period, he had more tackle busts than, than any other back rower in the competition. So he's a very strong run of the ball. Of course, he plays on the opposite side to Thurston mm. without getting too technical of things. So a lot of the work that he was doing, you know, was off Michael Morgan. So they got a, a very strong combination. But the Cowboys, they're a bit fortunate there. And this young guy they're bringing in, Cohen Hess, Paul Green was smart enough to blood him about three or four weeks ago. He had his first game through the origin period, but then... About a month ago, he came into the side and started playing longer minutes. Ethan Lowe would go into the middle and he'd play on that right edge. So a bit fortunate there. And the Asiata, I think, is coming on the bench. So they, they, they will lose some, but they're fortunate with their depth in those areas yeah. that they got it covered. The well, other, I think Asiata played the grand final last year, so he's well, he did, not without yeah. experience. No, he did. But the, the big concern for the Cowboys tomorrow night, through my eyes, is is the wing position of that Winterstein is vacating. That That's a, a big play in the modern game with wingers and their combinations with their centres. Um, you know, and Lynette's not there either. So they'll have yeah. two new um, left-side players there, which Brisbane, no doubt, will try and exploit through the likes of Hunt and Milford and Darius Boyd. That's a good side for him to run down as well. And you think that took a fair bit out of them, that game in Melbourne, uh, which yeah. was a dour wrestle-a-thon, and they, you know, yeah. that was only six days that was only six days before tomorrow's game. That's right. Well, it's uh, probably a three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour flight from Melbourne to Townsville. And the other thing, after the Broncos played the Storm down there a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a few of the Broncos players, and they you know, they reminded me how much it does take it out of you, playing against Melbourne, those you know, high intensity mm. throughout the game. And we saw their performance against the Roosters the following week, and that was so far below where they were um, the previous week. So there are some concerns for the Cowboys in that regard, but they're a pretty experienced team, and any side that's got Jonathan Thurston uh, running the team, and I think they're, they're every chance of beating no matter who they're up against yep. or what their preparation's right. been. We're on here from 6 o'clock tomorrow. Very quickly, uh, very un- This is crook. Clay Priest, rookie who's done some very good things with the Raiders, a real goer off the bench, broke his ankle yesterday at training. So he's gone. That's that's the end of his season. Josh Hodgson, they keep talking him up, but if oh. the bloke's got syndesmosis, or that's what they suspect. You can't, can't imagine he's going to play. So this is breaking the Panthers' way, isn't it? Well, it is, and, and that can happen this time of the year. You get, you know, a couple of little injuries like that, and he's not a starting player for them, Priest, but how, how much has he grown in stature, <laughs> you know, the last six or eight weeks with with the green machine? I mean, he's just been that. Well, he comes off the bench, and he does a beautiful, more than his job. He, he goes above and beyond. So uh, I think they've got some forwards depth down there, though, the Raiders. They're a bit fortunate there. Ricky's uh, recruited pretty well. So whilst one door closes, Dan, yep. another one opens well, for another young player. When Paul Vaughan can't make your best 17, he's, you're oh, going you go. pretty well. <laughs> We're going to take a break, Kevy. We do the rush hour for Nicorette Quick Mist for fast relief from Siggy Cravings. He's only as directed. And any time we talk league, it's for Totally Workwear. Sports update uh, coming up shortly, but we're going to tackle something after this. This rush hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Eddie Hasten's press conference uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on as we do the rush hour here on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. And I need to do a bit of explaining here because there's been some confusion. As you know, uh, since we started doing NRL on a full-time basis, we have been tethered 
to the Sydney Swans uh, doing AFL games here on Triple M. In fact, we've been doing that since 2005, and our rationale has always been, well, it was a pre-existing contract. Well, that pre-existing contract ends this year, and a new deal was signed. It was announced yesterday. Sasha talked about it in the news update. And here's where there's been a bit of confusion. Uh, The good news is, for everyone, if you you like AFL, you're going to get more than ever before, but if... Uh, part of the greater majority that listen to this show and listen to Triple M prefer your NRL, it's very good news as well. And and this is what I need to explain. Instead of now, as we have uh, in the current contract, uh, every Swans game must be siren to siren on 104.9 Triple M. And as we know, that's been... And it's been great for, for the station, but it's been quite frustrating for NRL. The new deal means we will be broadcasting Swans, GWS Giants, and an extra game on Saturday night. Now, you might think, well, geez, hang on. We're well, going to do three games a week now. Well, the deal is this. Saturday night football has no impact on our NRL coverage and basically just knocks out three hours of music. And we now get the choice of a Swans or GWS game on 104.9. And therefore, we can choose whichever game is going to suit our NRL lineup. Uh, therefore, if the Swans have a game on Sunday afternoon and the Giants play on Saturday night, we'll take the Saturday night game. If the Giants are playing Friday night and we're doing a Friday night game and the Swans are playing Saturday night, we do the Swans game. So this is where the confusion is. I believe every game, Swans, Giants and Saturday night, will be on digital or DAB or the internet. Uh, but when it comes to the main station, which is 104.9 Triple M... Uh, we will have the choice as of next year. And we ju- we went through the uh, draw this year and we had something like eight to ten games this year affected by AFL. You know, NRL coverage, eight to ten games are affected. Depending on which way we go and which games we pick, that will reduce markedly next year. So that, I hope, clears up some confusion. Yes, Triple M Sydney will be broadcasting three games of AFL each week, which is wonderful, fans, if you like that code. Uh, But in terms of rugby league coverage, we will be less affected by uh, AFL than ever. And before people get on the forums and get on Twitter and say, well, why are you doing any AFL? Well, this is a national station. And let me tell you something. I don't want to speak out of school here, but this was a very, very sensitive negotiation and Triple M Sydney and their desire and our desire to do rugby league almost scuttled the whole thing and that's been reported uh, in the in the Melbourne press. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the best possible result we could get. It's a better result than this year and it's good news for AFL as well. So I hope that the, there was a press release that explained this beautifully and there was another one that didn't do it quite so much. So hopefully that clears it all up. Anyway, let's get on with the show. A sports update right after this. It is the Rush Hour here on 104.9 Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Ah, Brisbane's 104.5. But this week, uh, both NRL finals, of course, are live. Cowboys-Brisbane on air from 6 tomorrow. And Saturday night, 7 is when we start. Canberra versus the uh, Penrith Panthers. But uh, uh, you won't miss a thing tomorrow night. And we'll talk about that probably in a bit more depth later on um, as we do the Rush Hour here. Thanks to Nicorette Quick Mist. Kevy! Dan. Now I have. Now you've probably answered this a hundred times. What happened with the Broncos? Weren't you supposed to join them a few weeks ago? Oh well, there were uh, some discussions around that, Dan. But um, 
you know, I guess at the end of the day, Wayne just thought it was best to continue on the way they were they were going. You know, um, they were struggling a little bit for form, but they mm. picked themselves back up off the carpet. I think everyone has seen the improvement in them over the last month to six weeks. And I just thought it'd be a good opportunity for myself too and from the putting the Queensland Rugby League hat on yeah. uh, to work with some of those younger players coming through because when you're not working, you know, at the coalface um, every week in the NRL, which I'm not obviously being the origin coach, you know, you sort of, you can lose touch a little bit with different things and different um, ideas on the way the game is being played, the way it's being coached from uh, the master coach, Wayne Bennett. So, um I thought it would have been a good opportunity from that regard and also just to maybe try and help the Broncos along a little bit, but they've they've found their feet and they have played some much better football, you know, over the last four or five weeks, although I still think there's a little bit more in them just yet. I believe that'll have to be the case again tomorrow night. So was it on? Was it going to happen? And then and then Wayne pulled the pin or it was just media discussion? No, there was just some uh, media discussion okay. around it, basically. You know, it never got the stamp for approval anywhere. There were some, some small discussions. Fair but, enough. Yeah, but um, both parties sort of couldn't um, couldn't get it down, so they moved on, and so did I. Uh, it seems as though, and you're the expert, so uh, I'll let you talk about this. That Milford seems to have got back somewhere close to his best, but not quite happening still for Ben Hunt. Is that is that a fair summation of where they're at at the moment? Yeah, I think as individuals, that's probably a, a fair um, description, Dan. But what you need with your halves, you need them playing together. Uh, well, as well as individually, and that's an important part of their player um, development, but also working in tandem. And, I, you know, I think the best halves combinations, they work well as individuals, but they work even better as a combination. I, that's, I think that's when that, when Brisbane at their most lethal is they're playing well together. You know, Milford's working that left-hand side. Hunt's working the right-hand side, and they're doing some stuff together as well, which is very important, you know. Are we being harsh on Hunt because uh, he is, he, I think, he's third in try assists. Now, you, you, don't want to, yeah. you don't want to suffocate in statistics, but, you know, only Thurston and Cronk have more try assists. So that would suggest he's laying on plenty of tries. And the easy thing has been to say, well, he dropped them all in the grand final and he's still scarred and still hasn't recovered. Yeah, well, I don't think that's the case with Benny. You know, I think he's certainly moved on from that point, you know, in his life. And he had to as well um, to, to get better with his football. But, yeah, I do think uh, at times, and I'm not sure because I'm not working in and around the Broncos club now, but some of their fifth and, ar- fifth and last options leave a little bit to, to sure. be desired at different times. And uh, if you look at game management is where Thurston and Cronk are very good at. They're the best of anyone in the competition. Ben, Hunt and Milford probably need a little bit more work in that area, but they're getting better. All right. Well, you're one of the greats, so who's going to argue? Brisbane's 104.5 Triple M Sports Update next. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Triple M, a Sydney Harbour Bridge bus update as we do the Rush Hour. Kevy, they're towing the bus away. How the hell do you tow a bus away? That's a big job, that one. Get that Penrith Ford pack to tow them away, mate. That'd be strong enough. Apparently there are, well, there are trucks or, or conveyances yeah. which do this. Can you imagine do- uh, reverse parking that thing? It's <laughs> no, unbelievable. Thanks. So uh, that's good news that they're going to clear it away. So traffic's going to be buggered for a long time on the Harbour Bridge and surrounding areas, but at least it's a step in the right direction. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports Update. A change in the AFL final schedule. Next week's prelim final involving GWS Giants has been brought forward from Saturday night to Saturday twilight, 5.15. The reason? 
The AFL says it wants to maximise the TV audience outside of New South Wales. Well, that doesn't make sense. The... And let the Victorian team go home that night. Well, that makes perfect sense, that reason alone. But maximising the TV audience outside New South Wales, that makes no sense at all. I suspect they want the earlier slot so people in Sydney watch the GWS game before the Rugby League final, which would make perfect sense. Anyway, uh, if, you, if you're planning on going to that game, it's on much earlier than, than um, it was supposed to be Saturday uh, week. Leicester City has made an impressive Champions League debut, scoring a 3-0 win away in, uh, at uh, Club Bruges. Tottenham lost 2-1 at Monaco, uh, to Monaco at Wembley, while Man City won its storm-delayed match. In rugby, Kane Douglas has been dropped from the Wallabies team to play Argentina this weekend. Meantime, Izzy Falau has politely rebuffed Kevin Sheedy's suggestion that he should go back to the GWS Giants. <laughs> I think he's quite happy doing what he's doing at the moment, Dan, isn't he? I think he'd prefer uh, being a star um, yeah. rather than struggling in a game that you couldn't pick up the first time around as, as, as anyone. You put anyone in that slot and they're going to struggle. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's a different game altogether, isn't it? R- rug- both the rugby codes up against AFL, and I think he did quite well to even get knock out a few. How many games did he knock out? Was it uh, a season? Did he have a season or two in the AFL? At or? least one. Yeah. I think that was it. I think it was just one. But he, but he was there for the, the year before that, before yeah, they became an before AFL they came team. In. Yeah, that was more uh, what they got him for, wasn't it? The, the master, Kevin Sheedy, he got two days of stories out of that when he suggested it, and now the rebuttal. Uh, that is a sports update for Magic Glass. News update shortly. And, oh, the Eddie Hayson press conference. It's coming up in about 10 minutes. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour getting you home on a Thursday night. Kevy here. This is not your first Rush Hour, is it, Kevin Walters? No, we did one uh, last year for you, didn't we? At the golf. At the golf. That's right. We met Ian Baker Finch. What a champion bloke he is. I can't believe how many beers you drank through that show, Dan. That was incredible. (laughs) It only takes one person to believe that. Um, I'm only joking, listeners. Oh, what about the awkward moment when he invited you back? uh, We're all on the couch, and he said, oh, come back and have a beer with us, and the rest of us are just sitting there going, oh, so I guess we're not invited. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to Eddie Hayson, this extraordinary happening today. So he hires out a a, a, a hotel room or a hotel, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, conference room, I suppose, is with Max Markson running the show. <laughs> and uh, let's just play part one. This is the part where he basically reads his uh, spiel, and we'll get to the Q&A, which is the more interesting part afterwards. I've never fixed a match in my life, never. I've never bribed a player or even attempted to interfere in any way whatsoever with the result of an NRL game or any other sport. Yes, I gamble and like a beer and a punt, it would be un-Australian not to. But these wild and unfounded allegations are just that, unfounded. The police have been given false information, they've been sold a lemon, and have passed that on to some members of the media, who then, without supporting documentation, have gone public with it. I was scratching my head trying to figure out where these rumours started, and I ended up getting to the bottom of it. It started with a bikey, it was a sham. He owed money, so to retrieve the money, he was spun a story that he could get involved with a fix. They threw my name in to embellish it. The fix never existed. They took his money and got what they were owed. I'm told he was in a lot of trouble with the police and a police informant. So he gave them the information about the fix, not knowing it never existed or happened, but hoping it would get him out of trouble with the authorities. Wow, Okay. So that's part one. 
Now we get to the Q&A, where all the journalists who've been gunning for him, the Kate McClymonts of the world, get their chance to grill Eddie Hayson. Now, there's something that's referred to here. It's a game between the Warriors and Newcastle from over a decade ago. That that will be referred to with Joey's name mentioned. But, um, well, this 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 <laughs> we have to hear it to believe it. Your relationship with both jockeys and footballers... Mm. Why are you friends with these people? Do you get inside information from? Um, I'm not friends with jockeys anymore, and um, I'm not friends with many footballers anymore. Have you ever got inside information from any of them? There's nothing there that's been breaking the rules anyway. Put it that way, okay? But for instance, uh, no. when you bet all that money with Andrew Johns, right. you're uh, saying that wasn't no. uh, It wasn't illegal. I didn't get the information from Andrew Johns. I, I got it from a friend. And I was fortunate enough to get it before uh, the bookies found out, Kate. So you don't know what you're talking about, unfortunately. So it's inside information? No, it's not. I found out through a friend that he, he got hurt and he wasn't playing. End of story. That's not inside information. Eddie, are you prepared to keep away from Kieran Thorne the rest of your life so he can return to the NRL? Absolutely. If, if, that's, if that's what has to be done, no problem. When was the last time you got a record league? Don't know. Probably a few months ago. What happened to that? I can't recall. It wasn't significant anyway, put it that way, so nothing sticks in my mind. So when you said you had bets on Parramatta every game this year, when did that stop? Probably eight or nine weeks ago, ten weeks ago. Was it around when Kieran stopped playing Parramatta? Yeah, yeah. Back when you ran the Rockwell still ever? Yes. Did you have customers come in who were rugby league players? Yes. Yes. Customers come in who were police officers? Uh, Yes. Judges? Yes. Lots of people with influence? Yes. Do you think that fact means you may have some influence over there, some leverage over there? No, I don't. Have you ever tried to take advantage of leverage over the no. people who have been inside your No, definitely not. Did you ever provide footballers or jockeys with free sex yes. uh, in the past? Yes. And what did you expect in return for such provision of services? Nothing at all. It was a way of promoting my business. Eddie had your brothel. Did you ever offer sex for favours? No. You never got anything in return from any of the people you offered free sex to? No. In, inside information doesn't really exist in rugby league, Kate. You know, like. You must be joking. No, I'm not. I mean, somebody in and somebody out, neither here nor there. The, the referees have got too much influence on the games now. What, what's the most you would have bet on a Paramount game this year? Um, don't know, maybe 100 grand or 200 grand. And was it successful? Probably, yeah. Do you think you have been good for Kieran Foran's career? Um, look, I'm not here to talk about Kieran Foran's career, okay? No, what, do you think you have been uh, well, of benefit? Well, I'll say one thing. Kieran went through some really dark times this year, and if I wasn't in his life this year, he probably wouldn't be alive. So I'll leave it at that, okay? So you're admitting today that you did try to put cash into Kieran Foran's gambling account? Yes. And what amount are you talking about? 30000 Well, OK, so that's about three minutes of a one-hour press conference. I'll just summarise here, Kevin, before I get your thoughts on it. So, yes, he put thirty k, or he tried to put thirty k into Kieran Foran's account, but that was for his own benefit because he couldn't get bets on his own through his own accounts. He's never had inside information. A bike he sold him down the river with false information. He's never fixed a match. And he gave... This is, I find, the most extraordinary bit. Gave free sex to... When he owned the brothel to jockeys and footballers. But didn't do it to get favours. He did it for brand building. Because we all know how important word of mouth is. 
Okay, what did you make of all that? Well, some ex- astonishing sort of comments from him. Um, the the gambling you know, in rugby league, I, I tend to agree with him to something. I've got to be careful what I say here as well. But but I think and I think players that wouldn't be influenced in any way, shape or form by 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 someone trying to. To, to fix a game or I, I just can't see players doing that Dan I know that you might I just can't no one that I know no that, I can cop that but I'll tell you what the idea that there's no such thing as info, inside information is rubbish well well, what is inside information I, I tend to agree with him a little bit there as well hang if on you, such and such has pulled up lame at training he's not going to play this week is that inside information absolutely well that happened that happens all the time doesn't it at every club every weekend I mean if you're uh, in, a, in and around these clubs uh, and you've got, particularly if your best mate or one of your friends is playing, it's just common sense. And players, uh, they're not allowed to do it, but un- unfortunately some things just slip out of the mouth that po- possibly shouldn't. And then that's when uh, you get yourself into trouble. Uh, Eddie would have, he called that press conference out of nowhere, got Max Marks and a organiser for him. So he would have gone knowing every question he was going to get. So he would have known every answer he was going to deliver. So that was pretty well orchestrated from that sense. I don't know if it helps his reputation or I don't know what it does for him, but... Um, it Dan, d- I'd be interested to get your thoughts on it because you've been a sports journalist for God knows how many it's years. Very loose, mean, to, loose use of the word journalist. Well, uh, well, you've been covering rugby league for for twenty odd years now. More it's probably more. It's one thing to think someone's shady; it's another thing to prove it, and you got to prove that he's shady. So, but the thing that probably all his stories sound a little far. They might sound far fetched, but you can't nail him on any. It, no one's been able to absolutely nail him on anything. And there was, there was a great, uh, about, you know, six or seven weeks ago, uh, great forensic evidence of the bets that he put on a certain game and how he turned 18,000 into 75,000. But none of that's illegal. It's a great story, but none of yeah. it is illegal. So I can understand. He's trying to hold the moral high ground here, which is unbelievable to say about a, a brothel-owning gambler. But he has these stories, and so far no one's disproved them. Well, I think that's why he was brave enough to come into yep. in, into the the interview itself. All Quite right. incredible. And the big one was the the, the two hundred thousand on Parramatta. <laughs> Jeez. And he's broke. Well, oh, forgot that he's broke. He was fifty million in debt and owes Jeff Fennick millions of dollars. Apparently. Anyway, let's wrap that up. We've got to take a sports update, and Joel Kane's going to join us shortly. But whether you whether you, it's fascinating. That's it, it's you can't turn away from that stuff. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Sports update. Great news. Uh, Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. Recapping the news from earlier, the Raiders have lost young reserve Clay Priest for the season after he snapped his ankle in training. Meantime, the Cowboys have confirmed Ethan Lowe's season is over and Antonio Winterstein reportedly will not play tomorrow. So Kalen Ponga will make his first grade debut in a knockout final. Elsewhere, Corey Norman has had his conviction uh, for drug possession rescinded on appeal. That's thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Australia's Davis Cup tie with Slovakia in Sydney starts tomorrow. Kyrgios and Tomic will play singles. The winner of the tie gets back into the world group. And some news emerging, most concerning, Mitchell Stark has been injured uh, at Hurstville Oval in Sydney uh, and has been taken to hospital. It's a leg injury, apparently a big gash. I'm not sure what's happened there, but what's this space? Australia's number one fast bowler off the hospital. So it looks like he won't go to the South African one-day series. That won't be such a big deal, but 
Um, the question is, will it affect his Australian summer? That is a sports update for Magic Glass. We've got to go. Thank you, Kevy. No worries. Good calling. Talk tomorrow. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.